0: hello you are listening to the faithful life austin podcast thanks for joining us today if you don't yet know jesus i'm so glad that you're listening and i pray that this message will empower you to give your life to christ if you're just starting out in your journey with jesus i hope this empowers you to connect with him if you're strong in your connection in christ i believe this message will empower you to follow him so enjoy today's podcast message. You know, we've been talking about faith, right? And we're staying on the subject of faith. So what are we going to talk about today? Come on, you ask me, ask me, ask me. Go ahead, ask me, ask me, ask me. What are we going to talk about today? Oh, wow, how do you know? I mean, you are so good, okay? But specifically, what we're going to talk about is the love connection. oh yeah. Now, you see it? You see how God's been orchestrating this thing? How he's been working this thing? How... That, Josh was that last song on this was it set up to do that last song no no so the Holy Ghost set this all up come on I'm telling you God is so wonderful so I look forward to it let's just pray and then we'll move forward so Father in the name of Jesus we give you the glory we give you the honor for who you are you are so great so wonderful so holy so just there is none else like you in all the earth Lord God we make a decision we make a decision To look at your word with fresh eyes we make a decision Lord God we purpose in our heart to hear your words with fresh ears we make a decision Lord God not only to not just just stop there but to open up our hearts wide so that the incorruptible seed of the word can be planted in our hearts Truly believing what the scripture says, that it will bring forth some 30, some 60, and a hundredfold. And we say that it is so in the name of Jesus. I ask, Father God, right now that your supernatural grace will rest upon me to articulate exactly what it is that you want for me to say and to do. For we know that no word from you is void of power. Father, we give you the honor. We give you the glory. And we give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. Praise God. So, again, we've been talking about this subject of faith. So, the first first session that we did was faith It's what is it, right? So, in that first session, what we talked about was actually what is faith? And it tells us in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, I'm doing some review for those who may not be, have been here and also for those who are online here. Uh, faith is, is confidence, is trust, is belief, right? Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 again, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You know, it's a different translation, and it talks about that faith is is taking those things which are not a reality and making them a reality, right? You remember that? Okay, It, it we also talked about how faith is the bridge that connects the supernatural to the natural. Come on. Woo, I love that. Come on. Come on. The train crossing that bridge, right? Bringing those things over. All right, it's confidence, trust, and belief. Alright, we, we talked about that it's not what we call faith that matters, right? It's what God says that faith is. Right? All right. So after that, we talked about the word of faith. Right? So the word of faith is the faith, is the word that actually brings about faith. It says that faith comes by hearing. This is Romans chapter 10, verse 11 And for those of you taking notes, I want to just encourage you to write that down. That was uh, in Romans chapter 10, verse 17. It says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So in other words, as the word of God is being preached, as you're hearing the word of God, as you're reading the word of God, what happens is that the word itself now begins to speak. And that word which is spoken to you now causes faith to spring forward. All right. So we talked about the word of faith. We talked about that as it talks about in uh, earlier in that scripture that it says that that if we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, that shall be saved. So that is that is a result of the word of faith, that faith coming into our heart. Uh, next after that, we talked about. Anyone remember last week? It was why faith. Why faith? See, God is purposeful. He is purposeful. He doesn't do anything by accident. The reason why grass is green because he purposed it to be so. Right? You know, matter of fact, the reason why your hair is like it is because he purposed it to be so. Right? The reason why your eyes are the way they are is because he purposed it to be so. I was uh, talking to my niece um, a couple weeks ago, and we were talking, and, and, God just had me use this illustration as I was sharing with her. I was just telling her how much God loves her and how beautiful she is. And how many of you know that teenagers, they they need to know they need to know the truth. You need to you need to share with them the truth about who they are. Their identity needs to be in God. You know that? So I'm just sharing with them. I'm telling them. I said, the reason your hair looks like that is because God likes it like that. And and he put your eyes just like that. And then when it came to your smile, he said, Hold on, hold on. I know the perfect smile for her. Hold on. Here we go. Oh yes, it's beautiful. Right? So God did that with each and every one of us. We are wonderfully and purposely made. Woo! Hold on, let's take a moment. Let's just, let's just agree with the scripture. Let's say I look good. Come on. I wouldn't tell you, you tell me that I look good. I was just saying, you know, you know, you say things about yourself that I look good. Come on, I love this word stuff, don't you? (laughs) All right, so today we're talking about, so what is the love connection? Okay, so in talking about what the love connection is, we must first start off with with what? What is love, right? Let's define it. See, one of the things about the English language is, it is very limited. You know, uh, people people will say, I love hot dogs. I, I love my friend, I love my wife, I love God. And they're, they're all the same word. But it's not, how many know you don't love God the way you love your hot dog? Well, or excuse me, I'm in Texas. You love your brisket. <laughs> right, right? You don't love God the way you love your brisket. Now, we like brisket, you know. You know, I know it's a big debate on if you put sauce on it or not. You know, I'm not going to even get into that. <laughs> but, but we don't love the same way. So, one of the things that it talks about the Greek word, Greek takes love and breaks it down into four things. The first one is storge. Okay, storge. Now, as you're taking notes, you can write this down. Storge. Storge is affection. That, that's like what we say, I would love, I love my dog. I, I love my car. I love my house. I love this outfit. I love this picture of me. That's what that's what storge is, right? And then you have phileo. Uh, phileo is, think of this, the love that you have for your best friend, right? That's, that's that's story. Just the Bible tells us like Jonathan and David, how they love one another. That's that type of love. It's that brotherly love, right? Next, you have uh, what's called eros, So, as we have younger people in here, we will talk about, that's that's that love that's within marriage, that's part of the covenant, that's romantic, okay? No, I know you got it from there. Praise the Lord. (laughs) And then we have what's called agape. Agape is unconditional love. Come on, I, I, I encourage you to write this one down. Unconditional love, you can even put it in your phone. Unconditional love that is not based on the person receiving it, but it's based on the one who is giving it, right? See, all the other ones are from the perspective of how those things are to the one who's giving it, but this one is solely based on the one who is giving it. Praise God, that is so good. Now, this love, this love is the highest level of love, right? It's the highest level of love. So now let's take a look. Let's turn to, um, let's go to, let's go to Galatians chapter 5. Let's go over there. Galatians chapter 5. Praise the Lord. Let's get over there. Galatians chapter 5. We'll start with, praise the Lord, come on. We'll start with verse 1, and we'll just read there. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1 to verse 6. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, have made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, that if any be circumcised, Christ, the Messiah, shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is, sec- that is uh, me to every man that is circumcised, that he be not a debtor. Excuse me, uh, that word. Come on. Um, all right. I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to do the whole law. Christ is become of no effect unto him. Whosoever of you are justified by the law. You are fallen from grace for we through the spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor circumcision but faith which worketh by love. Let's say that last part together but faith which worketh by love. One more time. But faith which worketh By love. So now, what it's talking about here is it's talking about how what happened in Jewish customs before Jesus came, you had 613 commandments that they were to keep. You know, most of us think about the Ten Commandments. Well, okay, Ten Commandments say, hey, I could probably keep ten. But 613? So what happened if you woke up one day and you forgot number 295? (laughs) You know, so and not only that, the Bible says this way that if you break one, you're guilty of them all. Like, wow. Well, was the law unjust? Was God wrong in giving the law? No. No. What it was is that man just didn't have the ability to keep it. How many know it's a good thing when it says, Thou shalt not kill? Uh, okay. Now, actually, what it really says is, Thou shalt not murder. Okay. So, how many know it's, not, it's a good thing not to murder? Huh? You know, it says that remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. It, it talks about, you know, so it, it's just, get, those are just different. Thou shalt not have another God before you. So, that, so these are good things, right? It's just that we couldn't keep it. So because God is love, he sent Jesus. And what happened is we no longer have to toil or work to try to keep 613 laws. Whew, I'm just, just think about that. You wake, think of, you wake up on, you know what, the wrong side of the bed, boom, you're done. <laughs> you know what I mean? But there were 613 laws. Let me ask you this. Can you remember all the driving laws? I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, I'm pretty sure there's less than 613. So, so what he's saying is, if you are, if your righteousness, if your right standing with God comes through from you actually doing or keeping a commandment he says you've fallen from grace in other words that grace is an elevated position come on grace is an elevated position meaning that if you accepted jesus you've been elevated (laughs) being accepted by jesus means that you've been elevated So now, I'm just going to read that last verse again, and and we're going to just talk about that just a little bit further. And it says, for in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Now, when it talks about faith, we know faith is trust, confidence, belief. But we also talked about in Mark chapter 11, as we read, remember, we look to Jesus, who is the perfect example to tell us that when it says faith, have the faith of God, excuse me, have have faith in God, it actually means have the faith of God. So we put that in this scripture, but it's saying, so now let's go back and put that in. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision but the God kind of faith which works by love. Now, that word worketh, it means it gets its energy, right? It gets its power, okay? We all know these things, right? But, you know, cell phones. We don't even call them cell phones anymore. We call them smartphones, right? because you can do just about everything on it, right? You can, if it's not on the phone, there's an app for it, right? So what if we wanna get from here to, I don't know, Florida? We just put it in our phone, the phone takes us, right? Say if we wanna find out what's the what's what's the nearest brisket place around here? Well, we just put it in our phone and it takes us there, right? Matter of fact, you can even, Say if you, you didn't know how to change a car, you can look up on, on some type of YouTube or something like that and someone will show you how to change a tire. I mean, no matter what you think about, if you want to know how to make banana split pie, guess what? Just look it up and it will show you. If we want to measure how big this room is, there's an app for that. You want to start a car, there's an app for it. You want to turn down the thermostat in your house right now while you're in church because it's going to be a scorcher, there's an app for it. I mean, we can, the, cell, the cell phone does so many things. But you know something about this cell phone? It's no good when the battery's dead. All that ability, all that benefit, you can't access it it becomes no good okay a car. remember we started off this, this uh, series to talk about faith, how faith is a car we're going to raise the hood, we're going to kick the tires we're going to open the door, move the seat back and forth open the trunk and all, we said we're going to do all that right, well if faith is a car then love is the gas I mean, no, you're not going anywhere without gas. Well, I got a battery-operated car. Well, I got something for you there. You know, a battery-operated car, you still got to plug it in. See, now, the thing about it is this. Faith that worketh by love, the God kind of faith worketh by love. Well, how many know that you can't take what you call love and plug it to God, faith, and it'll charge it enough for it to power it up. We can't do that. It can it can be plugged up for from now to eternity. It's not gonna be charged. It's gonna take the God kind of love. Whew. So God is giving us his faith, and he's telling that in order to make this thing operational, that's what work if also means. It means to be to to operate the way to make it operate the way to make it function to get the benefit of all that it does you're going to need love but you're going to need the God kind of love alright so what we're going to do is we just for the rest of our time we're going to go over to St. John chapter excuse me 1st John chapter 5 that's where we're going to go no 1st John chapter 4 that's where we're going to go 1st John chapter 4 we'll go there 1 John chapter 4, and we're going to talk about this love thing. Meaning that, what's the connection? We're going to settle also this one question. For those who are in the sanctuary and those who are online, we're going to settle this one question. Say, does God love me? Come, say, Ask that question. Say, does God love me? We're going to let the Bible tell us. See, the thing about it, I can tell you, someone else can tell you, but it's no good until you see it for yourself from God. See, we're going to, once and for all, we're going to settle this one fact. See, once you settle this fact, see, because this love connection, there's two things that you have to deal with. One, you have to deal with, you have to have faith in the love of God. And then the next thing is we have to walk in love. So faith in the love and walking in love. Okay, so here in verse 1 of chapter 14 of 1 John, chapter 4, and it says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirit whether it be of God, because many false prophets are gone into the world. Hereby we know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confess that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard it shall come into the world, and even now, Already it is in the world. So we see right now you have the Spirit of God and you have the Spirit of Antichrist. The Spirit of God is Holy Spirit, right? The Antichrist means anti-anointing or against the anointing, right? So, all right. Against the anointing, okay. Uh, And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus is come in the flesh is not of God, and this is the spirit of Antichrist. Wherefore, you have heard that it should come into the world, and even now, already is in the world. You are of God, little children. So who is he talking to right now? He's talking about those who have accepted Jesus as their Lord Lord and Savior. So little children. And notice this. And have overcome them. So if you are a child of God, you have overcome them. Who is them? The spirit of antichrist or anti coming against the anointing. You have all, he said children, <laughs> children, not sons, children. You have overcome them, the spirit of antichrist. All right. Uh, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So the greater is in you. The greater is in you. Who is the greater? The greater is the Holy Spirit. When we got born again, the Spirit of God moved on the inside of us and have elevated us and made us greater. Now well, let's take a We're building a case. We're building the case. Okay, Okay. so, uh, for greater is he that is in you than he that was in the world. And remember, the one that's in the world is the spirit of Antichrist. Uh, Yes, they are of the world, therefore they speak, therefore they speak, they, I'm sorry, therefore they are in the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world hears them. Now what it's talking about and the world hears them? That means actually the world hearkens to their voice. Now that word hearken, it actually means listening intently for the purpose of doing. So when you look around let me ask you a question. Does it look like the world, just just looking up, does it look like the world is hearkening to the Antichrist? Yeah. But are we afraid? No. Because greater. Greater. Greater is he that is in us than he who is in the world. God's just laying us out so that we can see. Not that we can be afraid, but that we can be aware. All right? And it says, we are of God. He that knows God heareth us. So the one who hears God hearkens, listening diligently for the purpose to observe. Right? So we're we're listening to the word of God. We're listening to, to that which is being spoken of the spirit of God so that we can do what it is that he has for us to do. Because when we do those things, that is how we overcome. So he's going to direct us. Remember one of the things we talked about, why faith? We talked about at the beginning how God has introduced himself as the creator. And that not only is he the creator, but he is creative. So he can show you how to, no matter what the situation is, what's going on, he can show you how to get out of it. Because he is the creator and that he is also creative. and you are of God and he that knows God hears us he that is not of God hears not us hereby we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error so now it's telling us a little bit more the spirit of God is the spirit of truth right? the spirit of antichrist is the spirit of error So what does it mean, error? That word error actually means this. It means the spirit of fraudulence. The spirit of deceitfulness. The spirit of trickery. Meaning that he's trying to defraud the children and trick the children and and deceive the children to, to think that they're not who they are because greater is he that is in them than him who is in the world. We're talking about the Antichrist. Woo, right? So something else about this, I just took a couple of notes, God shared this with me about the spirit of truth and the spirit of Antichrist. Okay, the spirit of truth is called the spirit of God, he's called the Holy Spirit. So what does he do? He reveals all truth. That's good to know, right? Not only that, but he guides into all truth. So if you need to know the truth about something, he is the one who will guide you into it no matter what it is. Also, the spirit of truth frees you. So that's what truth should do. Truth should free you. The word of God should free you. Okay? What about this spirit of error, the spirit of antichrist? What it does, it, it, presents the, it presents a lie as the truth. Remember, he's a, it's trickery, it's deceit, it's fraudulence. So he presents a lie as a truth. He'll guide you into all, into all lies. And he will bind you. The spirit of truth is the spirit of love. The spirit of error is the spirit of fear and lies. So, understanding this, that The whole purpose for the Antichrist is to deceive. The whole purpose of the enemy coming after you right now is to deceive you. And to make you think what the word says is not true. What was one of the things that the word says? The word tells us to love the Lord in Matthew chapter 22 and verse 37. It says, Love the Lord with all your heart with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and, and then the second commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. Because they asked Jesus, what's the, what's the great commandment? And he said there was two of them. And it says, on these two things hang all the law. So everything is held up by this. In other words, that this is the, this is the, 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 the support system. This is the, this is the foundation. Everything is built on this, on the law of love. So the spirit of deceit will try to make you think that it doesn't matter with what you've been believing God for, if you okay, you may not cuss them out, but you tell them off. <laughs> you know, because we say so we don't cut them out, but, but we don't cuss them out, but we will tell them off. Hmm. See, the, the spirit of error, of deceit, of trickery will tell you, hey, you know what? I don't have to really put that on my taxes. Nobody know about that. See, all these things are being set up to to get you to defraud yourself, to get get us, I should say, to defraud ourselves, to to get us to, to give up that which is already ours. But it's the spirit of love, which is the spirit of truth, which is the spirit of freedom, which allows us to access this faith that God has given unto us. Amen? All right, so we're continuing on. Praise the Lord Jesus. Beloved, let us love one another for God is love and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. So this is just being laid out plain and simple. We ask that question, does God love me? God, we say God has love But more accurately, God is love. He is love. That's his very essence. That's his very nature. That's who he is. The Bible says that love covers a multitude of of sins, meaning that God is not like man. Okay, did me once wrong. All right, fool me once, fool me twice. You know, you know all these little things. Three strikes you out you know man wants to put limit on things <laughs> one of the disciples asked Jesus like how often should we forgive him seven times you know because I'm holy seven times he said no 70 times seven 490 times but that's in a day yeah thank you Mr. Femi he helping me preach this thing so you're thinking, you're thinking, okay, you're just checking off over the years. You're just checking off. Like, oh, yeah, one more time, and I'm going to hit them right in the mouth. <laughs> no, no, no. But this is in a day. In other words, that is not really saying that it's 490 times. What it's saying is that there is no limit. With love, there is no limit to the forgiveness. Because remember, those who are living by the law, if you broke one law, you broke them all. So in other words, when we were living before we know Christ, before we knew Jesus, who he was, and accepted him, because we did one thing wrong that we knew was wrong, we were guilty of everything. But love covered a multitude of sins. But now, this is the great thing about it, love doesn't stop there. Love just just doesn't want to cover See, parents don't want to remember the bad of their children. Would, would you say that? You, you don't only, every time your kid comes to you, just that's all you see is just, just the bad they did. No, nobody, nobody wants to do that. You don't want to. You view them as who they are. And neither does our Heavenly Father wants to view us Like, eh, because sin sin sinks to God. He hates sin. But see, we we can also learn something from him. You can hate the sin, but still love the person. See, we're made in the image and the likeness of God. Remember, God has given us his faith. So that faith now is ours, right? We're supposed to take ownership of it. When God gives stuff, he doesn't take it back. Remember, Jesus said, my peace give I unto you, not as the world give, meaning that when I give you something that is yours, keep it. So now he's saying it's going to require my love to do just that. So we're continuing on here. We're talking about how to make those things which you've been believing for not come to pass, that you've been believing for that have not come to pass, how it's going to come to pass. And maybe you have been doing everything we've been talking about in regards to faith. And you've been, standing for, uh, you've been standing for a week, a month, a year, or a decade, or even longer than that. This right here is the connection which is going to empower or charge up your faith so that it can manifest. So it may not seem that exciting, but oh, it's exciting. It's exciting because remember that same faith is the same faith that created the heavens and the earth. That same faith is the same faith that created what we are sitting in this very day. Amen? Praise God. All right. Praise the Lord. beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. And everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. He that loves not knows not God for God is love so why would God after just telling us that he is love turn around and tell us again he's not a man that he should lie so when he said it the first time is that, is that not good enough right? but what he's saying is I don't have love I am love You know, when you talk to people, sometimes you say things over and over and over again. It's not that they didn't hear you, but you want them to listen to you, right? God said, no, please don't just hear me, but listen to me when I say to you that I am love. And there is nothing you can do to stop me from loving you because I'm not some... Love that stops and starts back. I'm the love that I just love because that's my nature. That's who I am. And I'm going to love you no matter where you are. Matter of fact, I will love you enough. If you want to go to hell, I'll let you go. But I don't want you to go. Which also means that there is nothing that you can do that he won't wipe that sin away. Whew. Some people are dealing with things that they've done in their past and it is holding them as an anchor. It's not allowing them to go forward because God has bigger plans for them. How do y'all? How many of y'all remember David? Huh? Remember the Bible said thou shall not commit murder, right? You remember him watching the lady bathe, right? calling her husband home he wouldn't go um, eros with her and uh, (laughs) so they had to send him back to the most dangerous part of the war so that he can be killed how many know that's murder but even in all that God still loved him matter of fact God said God said that he was a man after his own heart Come on. So there is nothing that you could ever do or has done that will cause God not to love you. We're answering this question, does God love me? And we're especially, we're talking to everyone, but we're also especially speaking to the ones who've been letting the spirit of error fill their ears and how many of you know that, remember the world, they're listening to the spirit of error so that they can do, so that's why people will talk about, you ain't no good, I remember. Why, every, why does everybody remember what you did back in 1974? <laughs> Some of them wasn't even alive. But everybody, because the, the spirit of error, of defraud, he's trying to get you, defraud you from what God has already laid up for you. Oh, praise God. What he has laid up for you, meaning it's already laid up. It's a spread. The table is set up. It's a banquet. It's beautiful. Everything is good. It's laid up for you. It's not for someone else, but it's for you. And guess what? God can have enough to go around. He's the Lord Jesus. Come on. Come on. Is this this helping you understand that God is love? And we're answering that question once and for all, once and for all, that God, say God loves me. All right. So now verse 9. In this was manifest the love of God towards us. Now that word manifest we're talking about, this is the culmination or the fullness of God's love expressed or revealed to us, okay? Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that they might live through him. So the fullness of the expression of love was Jesus coming, living, dying on the cross for our sin so that not only will sin be eradicated, but that we will also live through him. This, this thing is not just a I get born again, but it is a life. He desires that we have life to the full so that it overflows. Anyone who says that they're a Christian and is bored, let me just ask you this question: Has did anyone before you got born again thought that like Christianity would be boring, like you can't do nothing, like man, it's a hard bunch of do's and don'ts? It's okay, put your hand up. The camera won't see you. It's I'm going to just tell you because that's what that's what I thought. Did anyone ever have that thought? Right? Okay. So yeah. So again, that's one of those things. So like this stuff was going on and I didn't know you and you didn't know me at that time but we all had that same thought because that's the spirit of error, right the spirit of trickery, the spirit of defraud trying to get us not to get on team Jesus because team Jesus always wins team Jesus always wins team Jesus always wins there's not a time when team Jesus has not won, they win all the time Matter of fact, the one time that it looked like we lost was the greatest victory that we ever had. Come on. Team Jesus don't lose. So I don't know. I'm a winner. That's what I do. It's in my DNA. So I'm on Team Jesus. Anybody else on Team Jesus? All right. Come on. Come on. Let's let's proclaim it right now. I'm on Team Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) All right. So Jesus was the full manifestation of the love of God. All right. And it says, herein is love. So like, look, I'm about to make it plain. Herein is love. This is verse 10. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sin. So let's unpack that. It said, herein is love. Not that we love God. Meaning it's simply this way. It's easy to love love. right? Come on. Even the world can love somebody they like right it's easy to love love but the thing is can you love the one that is so-called unlovable Hmm? can you love that person yep the one you think about right now can you love that person you know because that's the spirit of of defraud trickery he said but but remember them well everybody else but not that one (laughs) Like, there's a special, something special on that one. No, no. Well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that, too. Again, so we're going to read that. Herein is love. Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us. Meaning, God loved us when we were totally against everything that he was after. Everything everything that was his plan, we were actually working against it. When we were unbelievers... We were actually working against the plan of God. But God still loved us. Not only that, but he said, gave his son as a propitiation. What that word propitiation means, it means to be the satisfier of sin. Or another way that we can get it, the one who pays the debt for sin. Because see, there is a debt with sin. You know, salvation is free, but it did cost someone something. It cost the Father, his son, and it cost Jesus his life. But Jesus, he said, I lay it down. Woo. Now, how many of you know Jesus being our example, that means that must have been a love, that must been a love thing. He said, I lay down my life. Well, God isn't necessarily calling us as believers to, to actually die physically but he's asking us to die to our wants die to our desires die to what our plans is and pick up or come up to what it is that he has planned for us because it is far greater it's far greater than what we can possibly ask or think you are vital to God and the reason that you're here now is because you are the answer to a problem. Your answer to those who you come in contact with who don't know God, who the spirit of trickery, defraudment, and deceit has kept them in bondage. Remember what we read in, in, uh, earlier, in, um, earlier in our first our, our text, how it says that, and be not taken back into bondage? That's what it's talking about. Let's not, let, let's not get back into bondage. Let's not get entangled anymore. And let's not get trapped anymore. And the way that the enemy wants to trap us is through our love walk. That love walk. It don't take all that. Yes, it does. It takes all that and some. But the thing about it is you are anointed to do it. Everything that God has called you to do, everything that God is asking you to do, he gives you his ability to do it. The only thing is we must take the first step in faith. So what about that person that does this wrong it talks about in the beatitudes oh yeah no it's not like it be a attitude no but it's be attitudes like okay. <laughs> you know cuz you know we can have some attitudes but no no we let <laughs> let this be your attitude right it talks about to pray for those Use you, do good to them. That's like totally against what what we know. I don't know about you. That was like totally against what I what I knew in coming out. Right? That's, my flesh was like, oh, you know, somebody hit me. It just I didn't even think about it. It just see they just moved on its own, right? <laughs> just, just totally on its own. I had nothing to do with that. I didn't mean to. So so what it is is we have now this love on the inside of us and now we must walk it out. So he, God puts everything in man in seed form. Mm. Yeah. He puts everything in seed form. See, the way that God works with everything, everything is from the inside out. Everything is from the inside out. Your hair is from the inside out. The skin's from the inside. Out. Everything's from the inside out. Nothing is outside in. Everything inside out. That's why we have these gates, and that's why we say we open our eyes. Let's have fresh eyes, because that's the only entrance way in. Where entrance way into our heart, because the heart is where the germination takes place. See, the thing about a seed is this: seeds have shells, right? And the whole purpose of a shell is to contain the potential of the seed. So, the seed does not necessarily determine the size of what's coming forth. You can look at something like Think about, it talks about the mustard seed. The mustard seed is tiny. I don't know if you've ever seen a mustard seed. You should go take a look you should go find the mustard seed so you can see how small it is but the bible says when it grows up it's the greatest of all herbs so the potential of that thing is in case it has a, an encasement around it but the only way to get that encasement off is to sow it into the ground because the ground has in it has in it the ability to unlock the shell, to let the potential work. Mm. <laughs> God has brought you here to deposit some seed to let His potential work. The only thing that can stop it is us not walking in love that's the only thing us not walking in love what is fear fear is not believing in the love because if you believe that God is for you the scripture says, who can be against you? Or what we might say nowadays is, who cares who's against us? Because God is for us. So it says, perfected love, further down that scripture, cast out fear. Now, the Holy Ghost gave me this analogy. Cast out. Have you ever seen something in, on, on TV or whatever? Because I'm not gonna ask you if you've been there. There's nothing like that. But there's say there may be a establishment where they have bar, where they have they have bouncers. You know, you know, a club or something. Have bouncers. What happened if you get out of line? The bouncers cast you out. Right? They toss you out. I remember that there was this TV show when I was growing up. It was uh, uh, Fresh Prince. And I remember the uncle, he would always toss this guy out the front door. All you would see him him flying through the air. Ah! Well, that's what God says our love does. It says perfected or mature or developed love will cast out that fear. Why? Why will it cast out fear? Why would love cast out fear? There must be something about fear that love doesn't want you to be a part of. It says fear has torment. So involved, ingrained in fear is torment. Love doesn't want you to be tormented. The spirit of truth, the spirit of love, desires you to be free. Amen. It is when we operate in this God this God kind of love, the same love that God operates in, that we too can have the manifestation, we can energize our faith and bring about what it is that God has for us. Amen. Well, if you enjoyed today's podcast, there's a couple things I would love for you to do. Subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can also invest in helping us empower others to follow Jesus by texting any dollar amount to 512-520-0185. Thanks again for joining us today on the Faithful Life Austin podcast.